Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to advance in leadership, then this podcast is for you. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, and Monique Marquez, senior corporate leader, ex-Googler, and diversity expert. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Today, we are going to be answering one of the questions that our um, one of our community asked in asking us, how do you get over the fear of speaking in front of people at a meeting or on stage or just be it in a kind of public setting? So we thought this is a great question to tackle because yeah. in, you know, in your career, you're going to have to give presentations or speak to somebody more than one-on-one. So we'd, let's just dive right in. So Nikki, I know just from history that you used to have kind of a fear or or stage fright of sorts. And now look at you, you're live, (laughs) you get in front of the microphone all the time, you do podcast interviews, you do keynote speeches and all kinds of presentations. How did you get over it? What did you do to to get past that? Experience a lot of pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well... I think my fear of speaking wasn't just about stage. Mm -hmm. It was just opening my mouth, period. Mm. I was just terrified of, uh, you know, just having social anxiety in general. I'm an introvert. I don't really socialize much. I, um, my favorite place is a library surrounded (laughs) by books. (laughs) Um, I'd rather, you know, be holed up in a little cubby reading a book than being around in big crowds of people. So even being in the workplace, being in an office and having to speak up in a meeting or Mm -hmm. um, stand up in a conference room and present something to a team, Mm. even that was actually pretty hard. And to go from there to then learning how to speak publicly to being on stage, to being on bigger stages. It just was one of those things that I never even imagined someday being able to speak to thousands of people and being a paid public speaker Mm -hmm. Um, and actually developing that as a competency and and frankly, a, a career path as well. It's one of the many things I do. And at the time that I was at the bottom of that curve. Mm -hmm. I would have never imagined being on the other side and continuing to develop in that. So it's, uh, it's hard to really even, um, you know, put my, if I put myself back 20 years and think like, would I have ever predicted that? The answer is hands down. No, (laughs) there's no way I would have (laughs) thought that. Um, One of my most vivid memories of freezing up um, and on stage it's actually when I was in high school mm-hmm. and um, I uh, signed up for this speaking competition mm-hmm. or something and um, I, I'd never done that in front of the entire so school. was that before you knew you had stage fright or, or no after? I don't think I quite discovered stage fright because I'd never been on stage okay before. okay but you know I'd seen other people do it and they seemed super confident so I was like oh I can do that too, right? Yeah. Um, so I signed up for this thing. And any of my friends on Facebook that know me from school probably remember this episode. 
um, where I went up, you know, I signed up for this competition. I had no idea what to prepare for. So I had this scripted out speech uh -huh. and I memorized it, right? So I just have the entire thing memorized. And I thought, okay, well, I know it. So I just have to go up on stage and uh, basically repeat what I <laughs> have you uh -huh. know, uh, done by rote. And then I walk up to the stage, get up there, dead center of the stage. There is this <laughs> tall mic taller than me and i look out mm -hmm. and there's the entire school like hundreds of right. kids out there okay. right and i just froze that's the first time i realized what stage fright actually feels like and i just felt like the blood drain from my oh, no. body <laughs> oh no and you know my face flushed sweat sweaty palms just complete panic attack in public in front of all the kids that and oh, no. couldn't get a word out. I mean, mm -hmm. I couldn't say a word. I couldn't remember a thing that I'd memorized so well before I stepped onto the stage. I mean, I went completely blank. And even when I tried to speak, I, it was like cotton mouth <laughs> and I was stammering. <laughs> and all I recall was the kids laughing and I could just feel mm -hmm. that spotlight. Wow, I'm on stage. I've, literally just wow. humiliated myself in front of the entire school on this annual day, mm -hmm. this sort of big event. And um, so what happened? Like, well, I, I mean, I, I just froze. I mean, I couldn't even get off stage. It was that bad. I was just like stuck in a spot and I couldn't get okay. off stage. And I, I think, that, you know, one of the teachers actually had to grab my arm and like pull me off stage because wow. I just stood there <laughs> frozen solid, not able to move at all. And it's so stuck in my memory of how mm -hmm. horrifying that experience was. And, and that, frankly, in so many ways held me back from, you know, being uh, speaking up in public because that's all I could recall is mm -hmm. that's what I did. When I get in front of people, mm -hmm. I freeze. Um, I get a panic attack. So mm -hmm. I just didn't want to do it. Well, that doesn't really help you in your right, career. Right, right. So I was going to say, how did you get past that? Because that's a traumatic experience. Yeah, it was a very and, traumatic experience. And it obviously stopped you then from, you probably missed a lot of opportunities because you had that ruminating in yeah. your head. How did you get past that? What did you do when you said, finally, enough is enough. I've got to learn how to speak publicly. Well, um, I don't think it was um, as stark and decisive as that. Mm -hmm. It was just finding myself in situations where I knew that I was taking a backseat mm -hmm. simply because I okay. couldn't find my voice. Um, there were opportunities um, in meetings and at work where I had the right idea or mm -hmm. there's something that I could contribute mm -hmm. and make a difference but I couldn't get the words out. And okay. I would just keep waiting for that right moment where I could say, hey, you know, like I want to speak up and everybody else would speak up and the loud voices would take over and I would just wait for that chance. Mm -hmm. And the chance never came and the meeting was over. And that happens so often. Mm. And eventually I, I just started to push myself to say, okay, my only goal is not necessarily to say something smart or get validation or, you know, engage in a dialogue. My only goal is to not leave the room without saying a word. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Uh, even if that word is yes or no, it's okay. I just <laughs> want to say one right. word and not, I said a very easy goal for myself. Right. So you I, broke it down into yeah, a little instead goal. of you know, saying a lot or saying something super smart or thought through, I'm just going to keep it very simple. My goal is just don't walk out of the meeting 
without saying a word. Mm -hmm. And that gave me permission to simply do a little bit, say something. And, um, you know, from there, it just led to, okay, now I'm a little bit more comfortable opening up and saying something. Mm -hmm. And it evolved from there to finally getting the confidence to stand up in mm -hmm. front of the team and speak at a con, you know, in, in the conference room and present to the team mm -hmm. and get comfortable with a natural presentation style. But then I went through another stage where suddenly I, you know, my success is sort of open doors mm -hmm. to get invited to speak. Mm, on stage okay. and that was, <laughs> that was the next hurdle that, it's one thing to speak in safe spaces like your workplace or around your team or standing up in you know front of a group of people in a conference room but it's something else to be on stage and mm -hmm. yes. speak to an audience that you're supposed to inspire I mean, that was a whole different level and at that point that's when mm -hmm. um, I realized that there was no turning back you know if what I dreamed of achieving and what my ambitions were. Mm -hmm. This was a necessary skill and a competency that I had to develop. I had to develop the competency of being effective in communication, mm -hmm. uh, being effective in influencing, being effective in speaking and writing. Right. They, those were necessary things that were part of the package of what I had to become. So I just committed to it. Okay. And um, the approach that I took was first of all, dedicating time to it. Mm -hmm. on my calendar every week. So it wasn't just, hey, I want to get better at speaking or mm -hmm. I want to get better at writing. You can get better at something if you don't invest time in it. And you can't invest time in it if you never schedule it. Right. So right. the first step is just schedule something on your calendar. So I just made it as simple as every week I'm going to dedicate, you know, at least one or two hours um, mm -hmm. to developing my expertise. In right. It. So well, it's kind of like a sport. So, you know, you schedule practices, people practice yeah. the sport, they go to practice yeah. every day yeah. and speaking is your sport. So. Exactly. So okay. just that, I just scheduled it. And then I just, so then the question was, okay, I've scheduled the time. Now, how exactly am I going to get practice <laughs> speaking? It doesn't work if I'm just speaking in front of the mirror. Um, and so I started looking out for opportunities where I could just stand up and speak. Mm -hmm. to strangers it's like not a comfortable environment right, right. so um i have volunteered to speak anywhere and mm -hmm. everywhere if there were two people with mm -hmm. a pulse i was showing up to speak you know, right. i just go places to speak i'd sign up for the smallest of things where i could just speak to total strangers mm -hmm. and be able to connect with them what if you could pinpoint the invisible ceilings limiting your success Imagine having clarity on your strengths and barriers so you can take action and gain unstoppable momentum to advance as a future-ready leader. Well, that's exactly what the Beyond Barriers quiz will help you discover. You'll get your personalized score based on the 25 essential elements proven to accelerate success in the digital age so you can understand what's holding you back and where to focus your efforts. The Beyond Barriers quiz is completely free and takes just a few minutes. Go to imbeyondbarriers.com slash quiz and take the quiz today. Did you ever try anything like Toastmasters? Or I did. I actually did Toastmasters a couple of times. I found it extremely helpful because, again, it gives you a systematic way to develop your skill. Mm -hmm. But nothing beats 
more practice, more experience, right. and putting just jumping into the deep end. So yeah. Toastmasters is great for developing the skill and the co competency. Right. But beyond that, you can do the practice at Toastmasters, but if you just never show up to speak somewhere, it's not really going right. to help you get better at it. So mm -hmm. yes, I did the formal training. I got, uh, you know, public speaking training. I got some writing training. I did all of those things, but at the end, I still needed to show up. And so I just signed up for everything possible, uh, mm -hmm. whether it was a meetup, whether it was a small group, it was um, even signing up to uh, volunteer at universities and saying, hey, I'll go teach at certain, I'll do an evening class because right. it's a class full of strangers that I don't know and I have to speak to them. Mm -hmm. So I signed up for all kinds of things and I just did that. I committed to doing about, you know, 35, I think that first year. And wow, so okay. I just signed up for so a that's, lot. So that's significant Signific yeah. because it's what, 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. So you like, so I, I just signed up for a lot. Okay. Um, even if it was over the weekends, I just committed to that practice of systematically mm -hmm. doing that. And then from there, um, my goal was to get comfortable around bigger and bigger sizes. Mm -hmm. So I focused less on what is the result mm -hmm. um, because that would have put too much of a high bar mm -hmm. that I would worry about failing. So right. the first thing was, I just want to not pass out right now. <laughs> I have a panic attack. Yeah. So even if there's three strangers in a room, I'll sign up for that. Then mm -hmm. it was, okay, how do I now get comfortable with maybe 10, 20, 50, hundred and mm -hmm. get better at that. So I actually ended up traveling around the world quite a bit, getting to bigger and bigger audiences and different kinds of venues and different mm -hmm. types. You know, it's different when you speak in an auditorium versus, mm -hmm. um, let's say, a whole different kind of presentation setting. Right. Um, so right. just getting comfortable with that sometimes with um, you know, those big conference lights where you can't even see the audience because of spotlights. I find that helpful when yeah. I'm on stage and it's a huge audience. I'll blind myself. Yeah. I just look at the lights and then I can't really see the crowd. And then it, it's is, like, okay. it is actually pretty helpful in, in something that big when you're yes. speaking to let's say 20,000 people, Yes, you can't see anyone but the first row. Right. You're completely blinded by the light and you're really just speaking to the first row for the most part. So in some ways it's less intimidating until you realize there's 20,000 people <laughs> watching what you're doing. Um, so that was a way that, you know, it was just relentless practice. It was investing time. Mm -hmm. um, it was just setting goals that I knew I could hit. Mm -hmm. So whether it was don't walk out of the conference room without saying a word to like, uh, don't pass out with three strangers and then evolving from them to bigger goals and, and bigger settings. And then past that was, then it was a focus on crystallizing a message or mm -hmm. focusing on how you connect with the audience, right. how you inspire them. All of that came later. Mm -hmm. um, the next stage for me after all of that was getting comfortable with, uh, speaking on camera, mm -hmm. which is a whole different experience. It's one thing to be live right. with a real life audience. Mm -hmm. It's another to be on television or live stream. And um, yeah, it's a different medium. It's a Absolutely. completely different medium. And that takes a whole different kind of practice. But I think the principles are still the same. Yeah. Um, you know, just get clear on why that's important. So for me, the why was very clear that it was part of what would help me um, mm -hmm. develop into the leader and the kind of um, mission that I wanted to lead. Mm -hmm. That without having that skill and competency, I frankly would not be able to achieve that. So my why was very strong and very right. clear. Number two, once your why is clear, then figure out exactly what that looks like and 
in terms of the end result that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. You know, be very clear. Is it becoming better as a speaker on stage? Is it better as a communicator through writing? Or mm -hmm. is it uh, being better on video? Um, figure out a specific outcome that you want. And then, um, you know, block out the time that it takes that you will need to dedicate every week, not just once in a month, you know, make it a habit, block out the time and then figure out how you want to allocate that right. time. Start with small goals that are achievable, make it impossible for you to fail that goal and then just stick to it and be patient because the results yes. take time. So yeah. be patient and kind to yourself and eventually you're going to see that and keep track of all of those things. I mean, you know, I have evidence of what it was right. like back in the day. So it's always great to see that progression and to see your own evolution and feel good about uh, celebrating your own successes. Fantastic. So it comes down to really three P's, right? You need to prepare, you need to practice and you need to be patient mm, and yeah. just keep doing it over and over and over and just hone in on that craft and you'll get there. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Barriers podcast. There are thousands of podcasts out there. And we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and tell a friend about it and subscribe to get new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes, links, and the best way to connect with our guests. See you next episode.